Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, my uh, my name is uh, John Marco Cerezi. I'm here with my co-host Russell Daniels. No, no, I like the whispering. We'll you like the whispering. whispering. <laughs> you like yeah, yeah. They, they, you know those podcasts that are like for going to sleep. Yeah. Like, uh, where like the whole thing is ASMR and. Oh yeah yeah yeah. We could we could be that. We could. There's no way you yell, I yell, we all yell. I have a wheeze laugh that would wake people up. I yes. Think. Yeah. We we are joined today by by stand up comedian. Uh, uh, writer, performer, podcaster, uh, uh, Deanne Smith. Welcome to the downside. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna break us out of it. Yeah. Oh, uh, out of yeah. the whispering. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. did. I did way back. I did a Voldemort uh, ASMR oh, yes. parody that did well, but like it was it was comedic. But so like eight minutes in, I go like, <laughs> and the number of comments that were like, "Fuck you." Oh, because they were really going to sleep to this. And people made re-edits where they took that part out. Oh. People love this. People that like ASMR, they love it. I know. I don't get the tingles. I'm upset about that. Do you guys? Do you know what they're feeling? I do. Listen, I I don't really, but every once in a while, (laughs) I think I do. Do Does that make sense? Like sometimes there'll be like a joke one happening and people, it gets joked about a lot and stuff. And sometimes when it's happening, I'm like, Oh, maybe I do like that. Do you know? Not Where do you feel the tingle? Well, it's like like when you get like a scalp massager or something. <gasps> I feel like is yes. what I feel oh when my it, when God, it happens. The dream. Yeah. So and that's a nice sensation. You know the, the oh, scalp. Yeah. Oh yeah, thing. I got I got that. Yeah, yeah, you, do. you know, you do it once and then you're like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> One of those things. Uh, are you a good sleeper? No, not at all. This is the downside. One, two, three. Downside. I know how to set it up. Yeah, that was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you were a bad sleeper the second you walked in. From one bad sleeper to another. Wow. No, my 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 girlfriend who's asleep in my room right now. But it doesn't matter. She sleeps. She sleeps so she has night terrors. We talk about on the podcast a lot, but she wakes up like screaming, then goes right back to sleep. Goes right back to sleep. And I am a terrible sleeper. And I feel an angry, a level of envy that reaches anger. Well, yes, but also you would be awoken by these screams, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not your night terrors, but you are also nightly terrorized. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then I, if it was me, I would not fall back asleep. It's 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 really bad, but that Ambien. That You've been Ambien. liking it. Yeah, I get scared yeah. about it. I've been ta- Have you ever taken Ambien? No, I'm a, I'm a little afraid to start Absolutely. drugging because I don't know when I would stop. Exactly. I had the same fear and then some, some doctor, he said the, the Ambien is supposed to be the non-habit forming version. Okay. And I take very little. Okay. But like sometimes just that two, 2.5 milligrams, I break up my five milligram pills. Yes. That's how scared I am. Yeah. And sometimes that just sails me to sleep. Oh, I love this idea. Wait, do you have trouble, you have trouble getting to sleep and then staying asleep as well? You have both things? As I've gotten older, I've had a lot more like waking up at sevens and being like, oh no. Like, my taxes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had the first, this is, I mean, I guess this is the downside. I had a, I had a very, my dad had a heart surgery like a month ago. And we had a tough relationship, blah, blah, blah. But he's, he's okay now. Yeah. But I had like a, a dream of like, I was sleeping in my dad's bed at home and he wasn't there. And I called out for him and I woke up, tears in my eyes. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I thought, I, I'm, I'm not a big believer, but I thought if he's dead, yeah, that was the visit. Yeah, and I I texted him, and this, this gets even really sad. I texted him. I had a Comedy Central set come. It was my first like set on a thing, mm-hmm. and uh, 
I texted him because we didn't. He doesn't know. He doesn't follow. And I texted him. It was so pathetic. I texted him like the link, like just in case you want to see it. Oh. Here's the link. Seven in the morning. I thought my yeah. dad might be dead. This was my way of checking yeah. if he was still alive. To show him content. Send him the link, and he was like, "Oh, he made some joke. He's fine." And then I never heard back if he watched it or. Or not, and that's why I'm the way I am. Okay, but you got the thing. He responded, he's alive. That's the main thing, right? But now he's dead to you. Now he's yeah. dead to me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it is, It is. It, listen, he's, he's loving in certain ways, but that is, I remember when the Amazon special came out, like a month later, he was like, I'm going to watch it right now, and then I never heard from him again. Yeah. You know, you know what I've been thinking a lot about? Yes. And we're diving right in. I Let's got a, go for it. I got a go. dad that's in a nursing home. We've had some conversations recently, and I'll, I'll, I'll back up and get to it, but I, I think a lot about what that generation was raised with, what they expected from their parents, what they got from their parents. I mean, he may have watched this, loved it, and just didn't occur to him to tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Because because no one ever told him that when he was a kid or something. Yeah. yeah. I, I've always, my theory with my dad, He, I think he's jealous. Mm. I think like... Deferred dreams. Because every time... Yeah, yeah. He always talks about the one theater program he did when he was mm. like fourteen or whatever. And whenever he's like at a show of mine, and it's not very often, but he he had like he'll have ideas. He'll always like That's have so ideas. Sweet. It's more about that, or yeah. he'll have notes. But like it doesn't. I I don't think he's able to like take in comedy. I don't think he's. I just think he feels envy. Yeah, that's really interesting. And maybe he does. I could I could relate to that. Like if you've had whatever kind of life where you didn't feel free to pursue your dreams. Yeah. You raise this kid, you try to give them fucking everything. Yeah. yeah. They run off and live your dreams. Yeah. There's a way of looking at it without bitterness, but I could understand that you'd be like, this fucking Or he kid. doesn't find me funny, which yeah. is all, like, I don't think he's like, he's not a stand-up. He's not watching a lot of stand-up. Yeah. Like that'd be one thing if he's like, yeah. he's like, he's got a list of a hundred comics. But didn't you mention the... he took you to stand-up stuff He took me to stand-up stuff, you, but like when you were younger. Yeah, he took me to like Dangerfields, like That's a late cool. night show. That's yeah. very cool. And the, the MC, at least in my mind at the time, was like 80 years old. And she was talking about accidentally putting Novocaine in her clit. Oy. And I was like, there, there was some guy. This, there's, I mean, when you're, you when you're that age, real? it's so magical. Yeah. It's so, there was some guy, and I, the whole act out was like, he thought, you know, his neighbors were making macaroni, but it was clear from the sounds he, he was hearing fingering. Oh, yeah, and when yeah. you're 13, oh, yeah, though, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, this is the greatest <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. I I miss those days. Yeah. I remember seeing Ralphie May at Caroline's. I, I, I was like 15, and I came in, and he was showing all his different fingering techniques. And it's like a 15-year-old, like, this is the pinnacle of comedy. Yeah. I <laughs> this mean, is the pinnacle. It's taboo. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. It's possibly I'm with my mom. information for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it was like, it was bad information. I think he had like one like the frog. Oh god! And so, uh, <laughs> luckily, I never tried that one out. Um, wow. Well, for for those just tuning in, this is the downside. As you can tell, negative podcast. We talk about sad things. We complain, but in a po- in a fun way. In a fun way. In a fun way. You're trying to Celebra- pivot this podcast into like the celebration podcast. I don't feel like we're overly negative people. I think, but we like talking about dark things. Yes. Yeah. In a fun, in a in a celebratory way. Yeah. You know. And you know, like yeah. Uh, so, and if you're a fan, check out the Patreon. You get early episodes, bonus episodes. That's patreon.com slash downside. Um, uh, before we get to you, Deanne. Yes. And I, I, I talk about your dad. Uh, but I, I'm i I'm trying to figure out. So how long have you been in New York now? Barely. So we Barely. moved 
moved to New York in, I came screeching into New York in my car uh, in July. And then okay. I've been kind of on the road, on the road, and finally settled into our new place. And we can, we I would also love to talk about what a shithole of a sublet I had. Um, mm. Settled into our new place in October. When you started saying that, I thought you were about to say, I don't know if you, what a shithole this city is. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, okay. Yeah, well, I, I welcome, showed up. Welcome to our home. <laughs> um, just immediately <laughs> negative because I think that's how you fit in in New York. Uh -huh, uh -huh. What is that this? Is the traffic true, and the sense. fucking people. So I, um, uh, I've I've been working at the the Comedy Cellar and I can walk home from there and I really like that walk. It's getting a little it's chilly. A nice walk. But uh, I was walking home the other the other night and I I'm pretty sure we've seen there was a homeless man in uh, he he's in the middle of a intersection. <gasps> And he's lying down yes. and, and he's like, I'm suicidal. I'm going to kill myself. Mm -hmm. And even looking at it, I'm like, mm, you don't seem suicidal. This seems like a, a ploy. Uh -huh. Which is its own. A cry for help is legitimate. Yes. yes. A cry for help. Yes. Sure. But I see it. I'm walking home. I immediately I'm like, I should have taken the subway. Because I see it. And I'm like, I got to I got to talk to this guy. Why? Because he's in the he's in the middle of the cross. Oh, oh you're just, oh I, I thought you were like oh I thought you were like going up and you were like gonna like start like this conversation. No, but he's he's just in the middle of the cross. I'm yeah. the only one walking, and he's like, I'm gonna oh, kill okay. myself. Got I'm you, gonna kill you. myself. Okay. And so I say, please, please come out of the road. And then he said, Can I have money? And I look in my wallet, and all I have, the smallest I have, is a ten dollar bill. Oh. And I so I give him the ten. Because now I feel like people are, I can't not give him anything. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm talking to other comedians down the line and they're like, oh, that guy. Yeah, that's his thing. Mm. He goes in the, in the, in the, the intersection, yeah. lies down. This is not, this is not like a highway. No car's going to hit yeah. him. Honestly, smart though. Uh, like very, I, I mean, very it's smart. like, it's like, I, I, if you're going to have to have a thing, it's like a very, I mean. I admire I, his hustle and I would happily pay a 10 to $20 don't kill yourself tax when I walk by that guy. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure we had a friend who helped someone out of the street uh, years ago. Oh, I think yeah. it's the same guy. Oh yeah, I think I this guy's doing that. it everywhere. Wow, that was a totally different part of town. But, but like, so if yeah. I see him again, that's a gamble, though. I love it. He is essentially he's appealing to people's good nature. He trusts that the people around care enough about other human, yeah. human beings that they're going to help them Slash. out. What if he's taught this to other people too? It could it could be like he was the mentor thing mm. of it? You know. Oh my god! That there's like yeah. a franchise. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. He's taking a cut. I well, it's not just the good person thing, but it also is. Admittedly, I'm like, oh, if other people saw me, yeah, talk to him, because like you know, he's like, no, I'm gonna kill myself, and now I'm investing time. But I'm like, if people see me now, walk away, I'm even worse. I'm right, now thinking right. about other people looking at me. Yeah. And my question is, what well, if I see him again next time to go? Ha ha! Yeah, you didn't kill yourself. You're fine and yeah. walk, or do I keep giving him money? Do I just need to get some more dollar bills so I can get out of this? Well, consider it, the, it a tax, but a smaller tax. I think it's worth it to carry around dollar bills. This is yeah. what I've discovered in the city because mm -hmm. I recently gave someone twenty dollars because it was the smallest <gasps> thing I had. Oh. Um, what was there? Gasped. What was they were just like, a lot of money. I just I just had it, and I so rarely have cash. And they were like, "Can you help me out?" And I don't care what they're going to spend it. Like, you know what I mean? No, that's yeah. how soft it, that's how soft it the is, pitch was. Can you help me out? Yeah, that's how easy but they you were are to really woo, right? like, yeah, they weren't looking good and they did need help. And whether yeah. or not they wanted that $20 to, I mean, they started going to this thing that I know isn't true and I don't care. Right. Like I need $10 to stay with my friend. Cause da, 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 and I'm like, you know what here, whatever you need it for, you clearly need it. Um, 
so yeah, I handed it over and then they started crying, which was uncomfortable because it wasn't about that. It was just like, wow, I do consider it a bit of a humanity tax. Like I would rather sure. make eye contact with someone, acknowledge them, give them something even small, even if it's a dollar to just be like, I see you. I see that you're struggling. It fucking sucks. Yes. You know, um, I don't disagree. I think though, being in New York as as long as I have, you'd be spending too much money. Well, I, sometimes, I sometimes you walk more, home and you get approached about, by five different people, it's less and you're about like, the I can't money. Give money to it's everybody. Less about the money. It's, but you it can if a, you have a dollar, just one dollar. Sure. Yes. Yes. I think you can. You can definitely have some things. That's I rarely have any cash, but I I sometimes have change. But uh, the um, I do have cash right now. But I was gonna say <laughs> the thing. There's a component though that is the. There's some days where it's really hard to be that present, like like you feel like to other if people I'm that present, yeah, 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 which is a horrible thing to feel and say. Well, but living in New York, you're like exactly. there are some days where you're like I'm on the verge of a thing. I I, I, I like literally like and I have headphones that are noise canceling, and I will close my eyes on the subway, like because just <laughs> out of nothing's even happened, no one's even gotten on yet. Yeah. But being like, if I just close my eyes till my stop, I I didn't see it. I didn't, yeah. you know, like that kind of thing. It's just awful to say. This is my theory about the city, and I really just got here. But and maybe it's not even that interesting. But there's just so many people that you inevitably are going to run into every day if you're just out in the world. You're going to run into some serious crazy. Mm -hmm. You're going to run into suicidal. Like when the other day I was driving, I hate driving in the city um, because there's just everyone's doing their own rules. Everyone thinks their thing is the most important. Yes. And I do feel that I encounter at least like three people every time I'm driving for more than 30 minutes that have like a death wish. Yeah. Like they just yeah. kind of like, good luck, everybody. I'm going to do whatever. I was driving. It wasn't a highway, but it was like at least two lanes going pretty quickly. It wasn't like a little side street or anything. Um, and this guy was walking, clearly not doing well, walking toward my car in the lane, not on the median, not on anything, just strolling down the street where I'm mm -hmm. maybe doing like 30, 40 miles an hour. It was horrifying. Um, I laid on the horn, which I never do. I like, because I just was yeah. like, dude, wake up like you're in the street. This yeah. is a problem. Um, I felt like I was going to kill that guy. And then when I didn't kill that guy, I kind of wanted to kill that guy for yeah. scaring me so much. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm always amazed that um, in a city of 9 million or whatever it is, or in like 1 million people taking the subway, I'm like the fact that in the 10 years I've lived here, nothing truly, like I've not been hit in the face, <laughs> like yeah. on the subway. I'm right. like, for the amount of people, I'm like generally everyone's doing the best that they can. And like you're you're obviously seeing people in mental health crisis every yeah. day and, and thing, in different things. That's yeah. what it's but, called. But, 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 I'm, but you're like, the thing is like, you're um like for the most part i'm like people are doing a pretty good job we're not like i i'm not i've not been bloodied on the subway mm -hmm. yet knock on wood i've I, seen it watch they're gonna I've play this it. tape when i'm murdered uh, um, um but yeah thank you for saying mental health crisis because as i was like you know you see crazy i'm like i, I know i'm not supposed to yeah. say that oh, anymore I, I, but i, I always haven't, screw up i know. haven't replaced the words mental health crisis yeah. there you go yeah, I'm not always the best. I'm teaching you well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been giving him lessons on how to do it. No, I, crazy is that that is one that always that's the I think that's the one that that happens the most. Yeah, I say insane a lot too in mm. in not great way. You but know, like yeah, I'll like, be like that's words, insane. Words can still mean things, right? Like, right, right, right? Yeah. I mean, I still think crazy can be used sometimes. I I'm cognizant very much as like a man to. When I'm calling, if it's if it's a, a woman oh, I'm talking yeah. about, I'm always yeah. cognizant of being like, 
Okay. Are, but there are some crazy people. I mean, oh, does this word not exist anymore? Crazy is a word. Yeah. Crazy bitches don't like being called crazy bitches. <laughs> That's what you always say, Russell. <laughs> Please put it in his yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, just though, I, I remember one thing with, with asking for money. I remember once. I like I took a soul cycle class and I like left my wallet at the studio and it had closed. And it was one of those situations where I needed money, but like I'm like, you know, dressed in like kind of a, a nice sweatpant outfit. Like yeah. and just I don't think I could even ask anyone. This was like before Uber was on phones or whatever. This is a long time ago. Yeah. But one of those feelings of like, no one's given me money. How could I possibly sometimes someone approaches me like in a button down and yeah. they're like, Hey, I need money. I'm like, Yeah, you're fine, buddy. Yeah. No. But I feel like if you went with that exact story, it's so believable. Like yeah. and it's so specific and almost embarrassing. Like, oh excuse me, I was just in my soul cycle class yeah. and I left my wallet. <laughs> yeah. It'd be sad if they gave it to me and not the there's like one guy in the subway with no legs, no arms. I'm like, give him all the money. Yeah. How's he going to hold it? All right. That would have been a good uh, intro to the <laughs> town time. Um, uh, well, uh, let, let's let's talk about you. Okay. Uh, you, yeah. I didn't know that you were born in America first. Born in America. <laughs> Amer- American born. <laughs> a true American. A true, a real, a real American. And that's why you're on the podcast. I love Russell's reactions. Everything we just met, you're like, what? America? <laughs> I didn't know they were in there. The reason Russell is, is that because we got here today and Russell's like, who's the guest today? So yeah. everything's a surprise for Russell today. I know. I don't I, always look ahead. I mean, you do research. I, yeah, I do uh, everything. You do all the work. This is a serendipitous meeting for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, right. So I started comedy in Canada. Um, started comedy kit, but you were. But, I was born in the United States of America. Yes. Um, and then I started comedy in Canada and then I traveled so often to Australia. And th- those were like my first big gigs on tv and yeah. stuff and at one point they're like canadian comic and i just didn't correct them because i was like truly my first gig and i didn't yeah. I was just like wide-eyed and like ah, yeah canada um plus it was the bush years i didn't mind that misunderstanding sure yeah. and now it's now where in america were you born and how long were you there i was born in upstate new york not far oh, from here i will be too tr- <gasps> where uh but wait way upstate uh three hours north uh near binghamton buddy yeah. My hometown is Endicott, New York. Oh my God. What's your hometown? Bainbridge, New York. Very what? small town, but yeah. like 30 minutes away from Endicott. I mean, I've heard of Bainbridge and I've wow. probably driven through it. Crazy. I'm, yeah, I'm going there later today. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. If we were at a party right now, I would have walked away at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Endicott. Do you ever go? Wait, you're going? Do you have family there? Yeah, still? so my dad is in a nursing home in Binghamton, New York. Oh. And I do always. You do what I do. This is the tiny towns we're from. You have to position it's it smaller to whatever. Smaller. I'm like, have you heard of Ithaca? Have you heard of Binghamton? Yeah. Maybe you've heard of Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. And then we so zero funny. in on the spot. Syracuse, close? It's about it's an a, hour and a half yeah, north, okay. but but that's close. Yeah. I mean, my parents are like season ticket holders at for Syracuse. Can, can they help me out? I'm uh, doing the funny bone in Syracuse. Oh, I don't. They I don't have, have to sell a lot 100 of tickets or they're allowed to cancel it. Um, really? They that's well, also that's on them to sell tickets. Yeah, have a club that sells hundred tickets, you jackasses. Yeah, I'm really excited to be there, Syracuse. Please, uh, <laughs> I'm sure Syracuse yeah. is listening. No, no, no. It's not one of the. It's just one of these. You, you know, I'm I not know. on Netflix, Deanne. It's we're at a different. We're at a different scale. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell my friends from uh, upstate. Um, yeah, nah, they have kids and stuff. I don't know. It's like. It's a drive. Bring the kids. Wait, I can get all the people there I can get. I know you're scared and you do need all the people there, but can we just back up for what a bullshit industry comedy is? Like, sure. You're running a club. You should run a club yeah. that you book talent that people trust 
and you can sell a hundred tickets to whatever show you're doing. That's their job really more than yours. And I know we've all been duped and we all think it's supposed to be us. Um, and ideally, yes. You I think have- it'll go back to that. I think right now it's leaning on, obviously there's these people out there who can move these seats like crazy, of course. but they're going to start to, I, my theory, and I think it's already happening. They're going to start demanding a, they're going to start moving to bigger theaters. So they're not going to do the yeah. clubs anymore. And B, they're going to start demanding, you know, insane door deals and then a cut of the drinks. And eventually these clubs will go, you know what? We need to reestablish people yeah. coming here for our taste. The clubs have leaned on st- big names coming in. I know. As opposed to being like, come to the, people know to come to the cellar because it's like, it's going to be a good show. Mm-hmm. And there might be famous people there. Right. But I think a lot of clubs kind of just gave up on that as, I, know. That's what I, I just think. think it's bullshit, and I'm putting it out there. I don't yeah, disagree. No, it's oh, bullshit, and yeah. I think you will move those 100 tickets. That's definitely going to happen. It. Yeah, so how many seats do they have? Like how many? Uh, of- I I don't know. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's probably like 300 or something. Yeah, but I started. I I did. I headlined Caroline's this weekend. I had like two weeks oh, notice. Fun. It was like someone clearly someone dropped out or died. But that's fine. Tragically. Yeah. But I started using Facebook ads. I put a lot of money into like Facebook ads for the first time, and I think it it paid off. Really once. good. Yeah. Okay. Good. <sighs> Um, so, uh, to, to talk to me, about Binghamton. Binghamton. I've heard of Binghamton. Your place, I always forget. What is it called? Bainbridge. Bainbridge. It's very small. So how long? I feel like I had friends there that from university or something. Mm. Is it like on the way to Ithaca, near Ithaca? Uh, I don't know from Binghamton how you would, I don't really know directions that well, right. but it's like, it's like 45 minutes from Ithaca. Yes. As yeah. is my hometown. Okay. Yeah. How, how long were you there for? Uh, until university. Uh, then I went to Alfred, New York, uh, Alfred University in Alfred, New York. It's very tiny. What year? Uh, what year? I graduated before 2000. Don't oh, okay. Don't say it out loud. Well, um, we missed a, we missed a lot, because I, I, I had friends that went to Alfred, but would have been a little later. It's so uh, lovely. It's called Alfred, that's strange. That's usually, it's, it's universities like, are like someone's last name, and Alfred yeah. is like. <laughs> I don't know what this situation is, but I can tell you that the town literally has one stoplight. Um, are you serious? Mm-hmm. And it's adorable. Like yeah. the campus is what you would hope from a little liberal arts. It felt kind of artsy. Yeah. I went, I've visited a couple of times. It felt a, a little more artsy than some of the other. It's so sweet. Kind of, it's yeah. like exactly the sort of place where like you have dinner at your professor's house and that, mm. that sort of thing. Very fun. How many people in per grade? Uh, I th- I feel like the whole university only had like 2,000 people. Okay. So it's tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yes. So, are we doing what we're doing? My trajectory, and then I. Well, I'm just. Uh, well, tell me about Binghamton. Did you like Binghamton? Did it suck? What, what, I mean. I mean, I you, you've traveled the now. world now, and and you grew up in this, in this in this in uh, this wonderful upstate New York. I, listen, uh, upstate. Russell's stories about up, here's here's. Let me give my impression. No, it's, uh, I want to be nice because I do have friends that listen from upstate. But, sure, yeah. but I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying, like, the impression I get from it is like there's a Dunkin' Donuts, there's a diner. And well, there's a bar. Here's and the thing. That's there's it. a little. It's yeah. a little different. And the, yes. there's no diversity and there's well, no culture. <laughs> no, for sure. But I, I think the thing is too is like Binghamton's a little bigger than the small town that I was actually from. So yeah. I wasn't spending like a lot of my youth in Binghamton, Binghamton's which kind is of like a, the city, a big city. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it, but in Binghamton's more like the suburbs. It's like it has a mall and it has like the things that all the places in America have. But you yeah, know? our our e diversity. I can tell you that when I was growing up, my town is so friggin' white that like diversity would be like Italians. Yeah, Ooh. it'd be like, oh, this is the Italian neighborhood for sure. Um, that's that's what was going on in Endicott, New York. Did you go to Union Endicott High School? I did. Okay. This okay. is fascinating. Wow, it is. I, um, <laughs> so what's it like? It's actually, um, 
it's kind of sad at the moment because this is a question I always have about small towns and about America in general is like what happens or how do you bring a town back after industry leaves? Because that's what's going like Endicott used to have yeah. IBM. That's like where everybody's oh. dad worked, not mine, but mm-hmm. IBM was there and that was like kind of the driver of the town. That's gone, and the place has fallen to shit. Oh, when did I mean, it go? Like, like, like disrepair. I mean, it's like disrepair. Beyond. Just big factories. Like, and also my hometown, Bainbridge, was the home. And this is further back. This died bef- before IBM fell. But, yeah. but uh, my hometown, Bainbridge, was the home of Elmer Glue. So there's this giant right. factory in the center of our town that has been vacant probably my, most of my life. So like for thirty ish or so more, maybe more years. But it's just like this decaying factory in the center of this small town that was like meant so, you know it, it was like what people probably did and then it's just like decades of like that's gone yeah. and and there's not really a, been a replacement now? of anything it's you know a like big empty of warehouse? industry yeah you, yeah oh yeah and why when did ibm leave i don't the know 90s, right? yeah probably like, the 90s yeah. did your parents work for ibm no my dad my dad actually worked for a shoe company called endicott johnson shoe company which is how our town gets its name how neighboring johnson city gets its name ah. um and this is actually pretty cute so there's this guy called endicott johnson <laughs> back in the day where a white man could just show up and go i'm called endicott this whole place is called endicott. <laughs> what's up um, alfred university but yeah. kind of a fun thing about that guy is the shoe company used to be huge and like early like well before my dad's time but like in the early 1900s um there's these arches over certain streets in the town like these stone arches that say home of the square deal so that was like the idea is like we're giving you a square deal and then there there's all these um carousels like uh, merry-go-rounds there's at least like six of them all around Binghamton and Endicott and they were um, erected by Endicott Johnson Shoe Company his whole thing was like I want workers to come work for me and I want them to be happy and I want their kids to have fun stuff to do in their off time and like trying to create this yeah. whole happy worker situation. Um, like a Henry Ford type thing. Like, like a, a Henry Ford type thing. And and so, yeah, Endicott, New York is uh, also carousel capital of yes, the United States. It is. is it really? Yeah. yeah. Do they have the brass ring? I don't know what that is. So there's a thing with carousels. Where, have you ever heard the phrase, you like grab the brass ring mm-hmm. or something? That That's about, I'm pretty sure. There was like carousels and you reach for a ring as you like go oh, around. Fun. Oh. And I think like at some point, like the brass one and you want to get the brass one. And then you get a so, prize or something. Yeah. Something like that. That's cool. No. Have you ridden any of these carousels? I have, but there's no, there's no brass ring. No. You're also, I know we were meant to complain, but now I'm remi- remi- reminded of all this sweet stuff. Um, one of the carousels in Binghamton, the Binghamton Zoo, I think, um, in order to get on, the price of admission was a piece of litter. How cute is that? Oh. You pick up a little piece of litter and then you put it in the garbage can. And, and the Binghamton Zoo still exists. My my mom and uh, my nephews went recently. What kind of? Really? What, I can yeah. only imagine. What animals I'm are there? Good. Like a couple I, deer? I don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know it, and like some, <laughs> some old, old gorillas. Some wolves. <laughs> like chiseled yeah grills that have been around since 80 no i don't it is it is a thing though where it's just one dead gorilla in the middle and i keep I, it there. I struggle because it's like it, it's like i don't want to be me like a, like it's like i most of my family so many of my good friends still live in the area mm-hmm. but it is this thing where and they and sometimes i'll go and they'll be like oh there's a new thing that's opened but it's mainly like you know a restaurant thing or like someone you know starts up like a craft cocktail thing yeah, or craft yeah 
a brewery. There's there is a, a new brewery that's doing really well in the area, and it's it's um they have like four locations now, and and that was like that's great a big deal for that. Like yeah. they they opened it up at the mall now, and it's like a, but it is a thing of like it used to have these like big industry things, mm-hmm. and then that's been gone, and so it, there's there's a void there. Yeah, and I uh, I don't know. So. You went to Alfred. Mm-hmm. What did you study at Alfred? I studied um, writing and women's studies. Mm-hmm. And that was it pretty much. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of vision back then, but well, yeah, it checks out. And then um, how did Canada happen? Well, before Canada, I um, went to... I went to Baltimore again. I hadn't started comedy, so I didn't like find my thing, and I had no real driving force in my life. I'd like to think so. I do remember I had a girlfriend in Baltimore at some point that was like almost like in a mean way. It was like, "You think you're funny, don't you?" And I was like, "Of course I do." Like if I was saying all this shit and I didn't think I was funny, I would just be obnoxious. Like, uh-huh. yes, I think I'm funny. Um, <laughs> I picked I picked Baltimore because we were just like uh, sitting around at university and um, I was like, I think I'm going to move to Boston. I really like Boston. And then my friend EJ was like, well, I'm going to Johns Hopkins. Just come to Baltimore. And I was like, all right. So I was in Baltimore for a year. Then I went to Mexico um, to kind of teach English and and bum around. I was there for most of my 20s because what I didn't realize when I moved there was like the amount of momentum it takes to move to a new country it will eventually take that amount of momentum to get back. You know, it just sure. became, yeah. it just became my life. Um, We're in Mexico. I don't know a lot, but I was in a few spots. So I was in, uh, initially I went to Puerto Vallarta, like on the beach. Um, then I went to, uh, San, San Cristobal Chiapas, which was like essentially a low intensity war zone, um, at the, in the, in the South of the country. Um, cause I, yeah, I had a girlfriend, a different girlfriend, not the one who you think you're so funny, but, um, in Baltimore who was like trying to get to Mexico. And I was like, listen, just wherever you get to, if you get a job or something, I'll just move there. So uh-huh. um, she was doing like NGO work and we lived So there. it was a low-key low war zone? Scary? Yeah, it was a, yeah. so in 1994, that town had been taken over by the Zapatista army. Um, oh my God. Which was like kind of exciting for them. Um, <laughs> it's a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, good for them. Um, so there was like a lot of tension between uh, kind of like the indigenous population around there and then um, more like essentially white Mexicans or, you know, people with power in government. And um, th- th- so much crazy shit happened there, which we could, could come back and return to in a second. Um, and then I moved to Canada, if you, like in 2005. And... This war zone. Were you ever scared? Was it ever scary? Oh, it was really scary all the time. What happened? Was anything um, that you almost were scared for your life? uh, Well, okay, just in general. Let me back up. And you were teaching still. I was teaching English for such a low wage that, like, friends in the United States would make fun of me because they were kind of like, do you you need me to, like, mail you $25 a week because I can do that? I mean, like, the hourly wage was unreal. We were so... I was going to say we were so poor, and I guess, yeah, we kind of were. Um, but it was it was lovely in many ways. Uh, what was scary about it? Just in general, um, there's a lot of, like, armed guards and presence in Mexico in a way that I wasn't used to. Like with um, their hand, like the yeah, big Yeah, really just, like, going I into the bank or, like, you know, so you take much. a bus somewhere and then, like, like, I don't know if they're military, paramilitary, I don't know what they are, yeah. but you take a bus, it's, like, 2 in the morning. It stops somewhere. All these guys with guns get on, look around, and then they get off, and you're like, okay. like, But you never really understand yeah. what's going on. Yeah, you don't even know what on. branch they're part of. Is yeah. this police? Yeah. Is this army? Is this independent? Yeah. So that's that's a bit scary. Um, 
And then while we were there, yeah, a lot of scary stuff happened. Um, this is my friend's story, really, but um, a friend of ours, we used to go running by this river, and it was like really, you know, lovely, just like mountains, river. We'd see like women in the river, like doing their laundry, you know, beating it on rocks, the old fashioned way, kids running around, it's all happening. And one day my friend went by herself, went running, and like almost got kidnapped, but didn't. So she was running back, and then she got, um, these people came up from behind her, like grabbed her by the neck, and started dragging her towards this car. Um, but she had enough fight in her and her adrenaline was up and she just like fought them off and kept running. Um, but it was pretty common at that time for women and also like white women foreigners to get abducted. Mm. Um, so who knows what could have Ugh. happened to her in the end. Um, that was horrifying. Yeah. Uh, I have nowhere to land that except you guys are just looking like really I scared mean, and well, stunned. So, you, you, so what, what made you then go to Canada? These sort of things happened. Okay, listen. We are now the central theme of my life, which is that I'll just follow girls around. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> we all have so a guiding So I had a different girlfriend um, and we were hanging out and then she's like, oh yeah, I'm actually going to mime school in Montreal. And was she? So you met in Mexico. We in met Mexico. in Mexico. Okay. Was she? Was she born in Mexico? Yeah, she's Mexican. She's Mexican. Um, so then I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go to Montreal. Um, and she's going to moved, mime school. Yeah, moved to Montreal. I moved to Montreal, and then that's where I started comedy. That's where I discovered yeah. I have preferences in my own dreams. Yeah. Um, and then I had a path and a thing to do, and it's less about following girls. Although I still follow girls a little bit. And this, you married this woman right i married this woman i married this mexican mime yeah in order to immigrate to canada now oh. how how did but she, but she was mexican though so how did how did that help you That's get into how canada lovely canada is and how liberal canada is because she was a um permanent resident of canada she had done all that paperwork because she was also an engineer and so they were just like you're young you're mexican you're an engineer get you're on in here yeah you you're a mime you got all the we need more of you um Especially Quebec. I'm a mime. My backup plan is engineering. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so she, so she got in because of that. Yeah. And you married just so you could go with her. In some ways, yes. Um, I don't want to act like we didn't have a real relationship. Because How long had you been together, though? Uh, two years. A year. Two years. Okay. Not long. I mean, neither one of us are or were like the marrying types. Uh -huh. I stand by. I think you should get married. You should involve the government when the government needs to be involved, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And the government needed to be involved. I have no problem with a, yeah. a, a yeah. marriage for paperwork. Marriage for love is where my that, does, that makes mm. no sense to mm. me. <laughs> yeah, but but paperwork, mm. of course. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the system. Yeah, we'll do it. Insurance. Um. Mm. Yeah. So that was interesting. So we did it, and then literally the next day, I was a, a little bit like, I think that was a mistake. Oh. How, um, how how deep how how long were you in Canada when you were like, this is a mistake? We'd been in Canada for a few months, I think. And I just like, meant the marriage, but like it, then it all of a sudden seems serious in a way. But she's such a chill person, and she was very much like, "Well, if you think it's a mistake, we'll just undo it. It's not a big deal." Um, and then that's so, very chill. Yeah, and then we hung out for like a year, and then I was like, "Yeah, I think we need to undo it." Yeah. <laughs> so there's no sort of situation there where you're like having to like, I mean, you were together, so you wouldn't have to pretend. You know, like sometimes on sitcoms when people get married, oh right, for right, like right. things, and they're like visiting, and you're like having to make oh, up. No. Like yeah. so, there was no sort of like checking in on the fact that you guys. No, you know. it was a real relationship. Yeah, and it was yeah, easy yeah. to make it look like a real relationship. Yes. Did they, was it was it intense? Were they asking questions? Oh and yeah, yes. Also, because especially if you're immigrating to Canada and you've been married, I think it's less than two years. They they want to make sure it's a real relationship, so they ask for a lot of shit. They ask um like friends to write 
letters, oh. like attesting to your relationship. Mm -hmm. They want pictures of you guys together. Ideally, they want pictures of you also like with your family. Like they want to see that you're integrated in each other's lives. And it's not just the two of you being like, we're married. Yeah. Um, Those the, are all pretty easy things to recreate, though. I mean, even if I were faking be. it. Well, what are they, they going to ask be. you, like sex tape? <laughs> but they well, do. I, was, I, I thought like <laughs> I had heard stories about like in America where they're like, They'll come to the the apartment and they'll they'll be like, "Where's their toothbrush?" Oh wow! Like, oh, I mean, okay. I just yeah, I'm just saying it's pictures possible. are easy to recreate. It's possible to recreate, but they also want like a timeline of your relationship and all this kind of stuff. You could fake it probably, but it'd be scary at the point at which if they call you in for um, interviews and they separate you and stuff yeah. like that, it could. Get I know someone that um, this is crazy. I'm not gonna say their names, um, but could. I had a uh, so this is a, a friend's roommate uh, not anymore but like years uh -huh. ago one of my friend's roommates uh was offered uh ten thousand dollars to to marry a stripper uh so that she could get her her everything where thing. was and she he, from and, and he did i don't remember oh yeah but he did it and it was like a you know it was like a year process of like of like you know being around and together and that sort of thing but it was like there was a financial thing that i do it for the yeah. story ten thousand. i feel like i'd do it not for the money like yeah just to hang out if she was cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'd do it like an arranged marriage let's yeah. hope this works out yeah yeah because ten thousand dollars in some ways almost isn't enough yeah maybe it was more well, it depends how maybe, many I'm, maybe i'm misremembering yeah. imagine if i'm just making up this whole thing i i really <laughs> i have a memory of it um and I'll, i'm gonna ask my friend though for the full details uh, have, have him on the bottom. Yeah, I will. Uh, so when you got divorced, was there any fear of like Canada's going to be like, what the fuck? No, you'd think you'd think. But once once you're in, you're in. Um, but also it was fascinating when we got divorced because I would j had just started comedy. I was making almost no money. And also I wasn't legally allowed to make money for a lot of it because I was in Canada, but um, hadn't gotten my permanent residency yet. So I've heard just that with like as, trying to tour Canada. Like yeah. it can be complicated. So I was just there as like a, yeah, a visitor, you know? Um, so I was making money, but it was all off the books. And then when we got divorced, they're so fair about everything that they, I, they kept going like, so you get half of her, her money, right? And I was like, yeah, no, that's okay. I don't need half of and her she money. she brings out her imaginary mom money. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Empties her pockets, turns them inside out. Um, yeah, so they said, and I was like, no, that's fine. And then the paper went, went through, and then I got like a letter later. They weren't processing it because they couldn't believe. They were just like, no, 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 no. But look, you make this much, and she makes this much. And you're saying you're not going to take half of this? And I was like, no. Um, so it took a little minute to process just because they couldn't understand that, mm -hmm. that, that I was like, she should keep everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was nice. Yeah. Are you still, are you still friends? Yeah. Is, is she miming? She is teaching mime now, so she's really moved on. That's that's the highest forward. level of mime. I think is it is to then yeah. teach it. Is she is she though, or is she just alone in her apartment pretending she has students? <laughs> and now <laughs> I like I like mimes. I respect it tremendously. When do you see mimes? There was a group. There was a group in New York called something. And uh, you went to a lot of shows? Or, I saw or... them once at a showcase thing, and they were okay. very good. I have... I, 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 I'm not doubting it. I'm I, just saying, like, I feel like we have a limited experience of, of yeah. mimery. As in, I, I just yeah. I that, admire is, those is the people term? who do clown school. You, mm -hmm. sir, you know, I, Recently, they said, like, in Ireland, there was a shortage of clowns. And I'm like, clearly these industries can exist. There's, they exist somewhere. There's countries that support this kind of yeah. art. No, I, I, in I America, agree. I don't I know where. Can I tell you? I'm going to tell you about the two most moving mind pieces I've ever seen. Okay, <laughs> please. please. And I wish I could remember. Feel free to do three. 
I, I only know, I can only think of two. Um, I, I, I wish I could remember who did this, but this is such as the art form of mime. We don't know. We, we don't yeah. know who these people are. Um, the first one was just like an incredible commentary. This was at least like 15 years ago. And this woman did this whole thing about like walking in high heels and what it is to be a woman walking in high heels. Um, and it was incredible and like very precise and interesting and you felt like oh i'm understanding something about sexism even and different expectations of men and women in the world and how they dress and that was one thing and then this other one was this woman i can kind of almost do it where she did this whole thing it was truly incredible she did a thing where like she made her leg from the knee to the foot like be a baby this was like it would be clear uh -huh. so and i can't even like a do rocking, it like she's holding it yeah like but I can't even do it because my, my muscles here aren't strong enough. But first, this thing's like jumping around, like being a little baby, like asking for something. And the thing is, you believe it. Like you get invested yeah. in this leg as a baby. And then, yeah, she's cradling it and, and helping it out. And then it's like, it's, um, it's like jumping around, whatever. And then at some point, she smacks it. Like, hey, you're bothering me now? And that's it. You feel it. Oh, no. You feel it like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you hit our little friend. Like, oh. you know, they just wanted, they just wanted to be held and loved, you know? And it's like, then it occurs to you that like you're just watching this woman's leg and you've so invested in it as a character wow. and then also the like precision and the muscle control wow. and just the imagination also Does it just end with the hit and then no i think then she's cradling the baby i mean it was just this whole story but i remember the hit because i was kind of like like <gasps> everybody felt it and it's like yeah. but it's just this woman's own body what is happening um and so that was really cool like to see people actually doing it uh-huh also the courage i mean you know how hard it is to like get up on stage especially if it's like a cold stage or something right you're mm -hmm. hosting or you're just the first one out but saying words into a microphone is pretty freaking normal to like get out there and have enough confidence yeah. in yourself and belief in yourself to be like i am going to have all of you fall in love with my leg as a baby yeah let's go because if that if you're not pulling that off, that is very embarrassing for everybody. Oh, well, I think yeah. there's, I mean, the one thing about crafting comedy is it's just like, well, at least we know, well, if we get laughs, we're onto something. Right. There's but if you're feedback. like creating something like that, like, you're like, what are the early drafts of that? Someone's yeah. like, what are you doing with your leg? <laughs> Why'd you slap your leg three minutes in? I don't understand. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you build that? I think I like mime and clown for that reason. Um, because I don't understand how people build those shows. Their brains work very differently from mine. Of course. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially, I just, just God bless people who figure out how to make that work as a career, especially in America. I don't know if Canada, I mean, I don't know if there's any mime schools in America right now. I just know Lecoq in France. Yeah. The clown. Yeah. And then what was this mime school called? It's called uh, Le Col de Mime, the, the, the mime They're school. They're all French. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. French. But I think yeah. it came from the Lecoq tradi tradition. I think they're people that were trained by him. Mm. Um, I went to clown school. Did you? In June 2019. Really? Yeah. Wow. I went to the guru himself, which why am I blanking on the name right now? Because it's it's somebody that everybody knows. Ugh. It's not Lecoq. Mm -mm. But it's the guy because I'd been in um, Australia for so many years doing festival shows. And my favorite shows, I found out, had some connection to this guy. I'm going to have to. It's, it's nuts that I can't remember his name. I'm It'll come to you as you're talking about it. Blame pan pandemic brain. But um, so you were you did you enjoy it? Were you good? Here's the thing. Um, and I can't believe how often I'm talking about girls on this podcast, but I did enjoy it. I had been looking forward to doing something like that for so long. Um, and I felt like I needed to be. 
I put it off for years because I was like, I think I need more therapy. Because this guy teaches through what they call the negative method, which is essentially... That sounds like our kind of thing. Let's have him on the pod. He's not going to tell you what your clown is because that's for you to discover, right? Uh-huh. But he will tell you what your clown is not. Oh, okay. right. So if you're up there and if you're in any way being inauthentic yeah. or just, yeah, it's exactly, no, no, no. Oh. Um, so yeah, he sits there with this big drum. Yeah, where are we, how? Okay, well, I'm, I'm like saying, oh, no, I'm, tra- no, no, I'm trying great. to say six things at once. And one thing is I knew I couldn't go there until I had a certain amount of therapy to not cry if this guy banged his drum and went, no, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, finally I got up the courage to go. The hilarious thing about it is, let's say I was getting on a plane to go there, let's say Saturday to start school on a Monday. Um, my girlfriend broke up with me on a Thursday night. Oh, wow. <laughs> perfect for class. Of four and a half Everyone years. Everyone should go to yeah. right after a breakup. Oh, I my think. God. So I was just like on the plane to Paris, just weeping, like really crying um, and like oh, for four years relationship. Um, so I just showed up like in the craziest state. Um, and so it's yeah. So he sits there with a big drum, which he will bang when you're not and, and essentially just get up in front of everybody and just go. You They're, wearing anything? A, a nose? After about the first week, you get a... Um, a costume and how that happens is we're all standing there in a line he wants you to just jump and turn around and like make a noise or something uh-huh so you just this. go like ah! or you do whatever you do and everybody does it differently yeah. and um and then he assigns you your character and for me he said uh uh gymnastics teacher um i do a bad accent but i'm doing my best um yeah. and so it took me like a day to realize that he meant gym teacher because oh, I was I like gymnastics, yeah. yeah. He just means gym teacher. So I got like you know little like Adidas jacket and the whistle and the high socks and whatever. Um, but there was a moment when I was running around doing whatever. They put on he puts on like clown music, like this kind of circusy music, uh-huh. and you're meant to like first you like run around the ring a few times, right? And you're like trying to get people interested, and then you stop and then you do your thing, whatever your thing is. But you're really just asked to go up there blind and just do it, right? Uh-huh. And I was trying really hard not to lean on words in any way because mm-hmm. that's like what I do. So I'm like, really, I'm going to go out of my comfort zone. I'm not going to say anything. Also, I think clown should be like universal, right? You should be able to be from anywhere. Plus the whole school is very international, whatever. So I get up and then you know, immediately, I barely did anything. I ran around to the music. I stopped. He hit the drum. Pah, and he goes, uh, when the music stop." You look very sad. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I am very sad. <laughs> and, then, and then he was like, all right. And he, I think overall he was pretty gen, uh, gentle on me for those few weeks because I think it was kind of obvious that I was sad. Uh-huh. Um, and so the class was like a three-week class for me. What was your it, clown's name? Did you get a name? That's a good question. I probably would have had a name on like the last day and I don't Can I you don't connect know. to the clown? Is it still there? No, I don't feel that I fully like experienced or developed my clown mm. in that moment, but it was an amazing exercise and I'm yeah. so glad I did it yeah. and I like met really cool people and it was it was it was a trip. Cuz um, you weren't like a theater kid. No, not at all. See, not that's what's all. so interesting. I mean, I think it's so good because there's so many comedians like I'm from a theater background. So like I did clown in college or whatever. Yeah. But I think it's always so great people who don't start in the theater kid to visit it at a I later think- point in life. And well, I think it's so fascinating. I think everyone should was... be in a classroom too with someone sitting with a stick or a drum <laughs> at some point. And like you're scared of them. You're genuinely scared of them. Because I, that was a big thing in theater school. We did Suzuki training and stuff like that. And it was like that person has a stick and the, and you are you are like 
ter- you were like scared of them seeing you for a fraud or something. Yeah, like, yeah. And uh, it was a good, you, you learned something. I think it. one of the sad things about, you know, I had, I had a lot of teachers that looking back, maybe abusive, maybe <laughs> manipulative. <laughs> yeah. But there was a time where I had elders in my life that I respected and was scared because I respected them so much. And I wanted, I wanted to earn their respect. Yeah. And now it's really hard. I, I I don't know the next time I'll have a teacher. I get scared of like, yeah. oh, I hope a, a director wants to hire me or a comedy club wants to book me. But a teacher I just admire for artistically that I'm scared of and I want to do well for. So to yeah. like do that again as an adult, go back yeah. in a place where I'm like, I'm going to give this teacher, especially in clown, where I have a cynical side that's like, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. But to really force myself to. I mean. I respect this. I respect the drum. I'm scared of the drum. I would encourage us all to go. I would go back again in a better state. Um, Let's book it right now. And Let's I would love it. to take more classes because the thing is, I showed up at the the kind of the final unit, and there were people. It's a two year program if you're doing the entire thing, and it's clown is just like a section of it, but there's they do I don't know mask and and all various kinds of theater things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to say about theater kids. Okay, so I I'm I'm devastated right it's post breakup I um you know attach way too much to to of my sense of self-worth in relationships since so I'm like oh what is my life four years is a long four time. years is also yeah. a long time also we got together um my mom died early on in us getting together oh. so that grief was tangled up in there as mm-hmm. well I discovered because it was kind of like Ooh. Sure. and then it was like but uh, at least I have a n- new home and a new family with this relationship you know what I mean yeah. and then so when that went I was like oh there's a lot of unprocessed how long were you dating when your mom passed away it was so new that I didn't think we'd be able to keep dating so we'd only been together like a month and a half <laughs> Wow. Man, yeah, man, that is. Wow. Uh, so I was like, okay, we got to break up because I'm I can't do all these things. Um, Did but, she go to the funeral? Well, no, she was in Canada. I was my mom was in the U.S. Okay, um, and then right after that, I, I didn't know anything about grief. Um, right after that, I went ahead and did my tour in Australia, which was, I mean the hardest thing I've ever done. Cause it was like, my mom just died. I'm in shock. I didn't know. I've never experienced like a, a, I mean, a death that big, you know, um, I'm in shock. And then not only do I, am I trying to deal with that? I'm not only even trying to hold it together day to day, but I have to every night, like bring the party to a hundred people that have come to see my comedy show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it was like, oh, here we go. It was just so difficult. Um, so, okay. Flash forward. It, it, I'm 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 going to clown school as we've established earlier. I'm not a good sleeper. Certainly not a good sleeper when I'm like in this grief and thinking about all these things. I arrive in in Paris completely sleep deprived, crying. Just probably cry all day Sunday, and then Monday I'm like, okay, listen, just show up. People don't know you here, so yes, you know that you're very sad. All you have to do is just not cry from 9 a.m. To 2 p.m., however long the class is, get through it. You are allowed to come home and have whatever feelings you want to have after clown school. Just go there. And yes, you know you haven't slept in a few days. They don't know that. You maybe you're just a quiet person. Maybe you're just maybe you look like this all the time. Who cares? Go go ahead. And I was like, I can do this. I showed up at school. I'm like meeting people. Hey, how's it going? But what I didn't factor was I'm meeting theater people <laughs> who aren't just a, you know, you're not just able to go, oh, hey, welcome to our class. They're like, hey, how's it going? What's everything about your deal? You know, like, and they've all been together for almost two years or a yes. year or whatever. Oh, yeah. So they're like psyched about all the n- fresh blood coming in. And yeah. like, they're hitting me in the face with this energy. And it's at any other moment of my life would have been lovely. And in this moment, I was just like, I can't 
do this right yeah. now. Oh. It was really a lot. That's like um, uh, Ashley Ray, who we had on. Remember she went to musical oh, theater camp yeah. after her dad drowned? Right after oh my her, it was right a similar after her thing. dad drowned. Holy shit, I got to yeah. listen to that app. Um, yeah. It was a good episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I was thinking, well, because my, my girlfriend and I, we've been together a little over a year, and I say now, I'm trying to figure out on stage, but like dating in your 30s, it's by the third date, all your grandparents have died. She's lost two grandparents <laughs> yeah. in this year, and it's just like, that's just part of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just like part of we. There was a, there was a Zoom funeral. Was is the she went in person. I watched over Zoom, and I ate carrots. <laughs> I ate you carrots. Guys, were you on? You this? had the you camera turned off. I had the yeah. camera turned off. That's yeah. fine. Oh yeah, that's fine. Then. But I thought it was so. I thought it was so interesting. I wanted to say that uh, the rabbi. He's like a very Florida rabbi. He's like he just seems like a little bit like car salesman-y a uh-huh. little bit. But like one of the things he her her grandfather uh, was in the Holocaust, right? The Holocaust. Yeah. And he said something like. You know, it's uh, fitting today is the funeral. It's four days after the anniversary of Kristallnacht. And I was like, I, I don't know if that's fitting. Fitting. A, the anniversary of Kristallnacht. I don't know if that's, and it's four days after. How many days after before we no longer consider it? I know. I mean, if that's, if that's God's aim, if, if that's, he was like, yeah, you know what? Four days after Kristallnacht. Yeah. It was just a strange. Sometimes they it try to make things fit or yeah. work and they don't really know what to do. And he he thought he had an idea. There he's like looking in the really, calendar. Yeah. He's so like, he well, in five s- days, this thing happened. But four days before yeah. Kristallnacht. So that guy that was speaking had survived the Holocaust or the person who died? The person who died. Yeah. Uh, Tova's uh, grandfather. Right. I mean, I think it's fair enough that if you have any proximity to the Holocaust for the rest of your life, and or if you're the children grandchildren of those people, you will relate everything back to them. Sure, no. sure. Like it doesn't make a lot of logical sense to me, yeah. but it's like, yeah, fair enough. You'd always be like, it's guess what? It's 219 days from Crystal yeah. <laughs> I like they go the long way as opposed to the short way. Yeah. Just still matters. Yeah. yeah. Um. So okay, so you did clown school. I, I need you, to Google been, the name because it's it's oh, go, go unreasonable go, that I can't it. remember. Because this guy also he trained um. Like so many people have gone to his, like Helena Bonham Carter went to the school. Mm. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen is probably the most famous and easy to reference because it's yeah. like, look at what he does. If he came up with Borat yeah. and he did the drum, he was like, you are, yeah. you are Ka- from Kazakhstan. Clown. Um. <laughs> I liked the second school. Borat movie. Did you watch it? Yeah. A lot I, of people complained. Really? I mean, it was harsh, but it was funny. It was yeah. harsh. I think like anyone yes. who like... Uh, the, anyone who's like allergic to any kind of message like saw it as a very uh, <laughs> pro-feminism movie and was upset about it. Like I think yeah. there was a group of like comedy guys who loved Borat as kids. I who see. don't like oh, any kind okay. of f- uh, whiff of feminism. Yeah. Were, were, I thought it was a very like pro. Yeah. It was a very feminist movie. It was. And I think for any like any guy who like. Do you think they recognized like, that though or they just were like something was off for them? Do you I know think I mean? something was off for them, or they just like they, you know, it's just a kind of guy. Yeah, yeah no, it's the kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, like my stepfather, who's like very serious from Ohio. When he saw Borat, my mom always says when he saw Borat, the first movie, he he. <laughs> my mom always says, says when he, he it was like a Borat, turning point yeah. in their relationship. <laughs> no, when he saw Borat, uh. and he just laughed in a way that like she had never seen him laugh before. Oh, oh wow! Like that scene with the two naked men, where him and the other guy wrestling uh-huh. naked. Like I think for some people, it was just one of the funniest <laughs> things. Yeah, 
they'd ever wow. seen. You found the name? I of course. Um, Philippe Gaulier. You might have heard of oh, Gaulier. Philippe oh. Gaulier. Oh, look at him. I mean, this is a, a clown. Oh, that's master. the teacher you want. That's amazing. Clown master. And like, do do people exist like that now? Um, do you know what I mean? Like, when those kind of people are gone, do, is there someone yeah. in the in like the ranks of clowning? Do you did know he what I mean? Yeah. Like, it did feels he like, like a an old dude, or like sometimes those teachers. Like Sandy Meisner was a classic acting teacher, the mm-hmm. Meisner Method. And like, you know, I hear stories now, like he had like an island that he would bring his favorite his favorite yeah, boys to. Yeah. My uncle was one of those boys really? that he brought to his island and Is that true? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was Meisner. Oh yeah. Oh. So Meisner what was... does your uncle have to say about that? Uh it's complicated. Complicated with the with the uncle. Uh I don't think he has any complaints about Sandy. I'm sure if we if we heard what happened, we'd go. Well, we have some complaints. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think he had any complaints. Oh, at the not time. okay now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but a lot of those, I've always had. I've always had a thing with acting where, like, I do like mean acting teachers. I I grew. I, my my teacher passed away about a year ago. I mean, was a was a was very monstrous in many ways, and I also think horrible towards women. Uh, I think I got the like lighter end. I think in general in acting men of in general in the world but in acting too like women have been treated just yeah. terribly oh yeah so sometimes i see these teachers and i'm like i don't know if it fits in with the way we view art now i just i just like mean acting teachers yeah. in a mm-hmm. way that i don't think they would survive in today's world and i'm like well maybe that's for the best yeah it's Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, nothing. I was just going to say about Gaulier. I think that he he himself says he teaches through this negative method, right? But I do think that there is a yeah a method to it and a consciousness to it because I really feel as though he saw that I was a bit fragile and probably was also like this person's here for three weeks, not here for two years. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't go too hard with me in any way, but I did see him really push other students that he knew better. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was a time when it became uncomfortable just once now that I'm thinking it through. Um, but for the most part, I think he was taking care of people um, with his feedback and kind of how far he would push someone and what they were capable of. Yeah. But that can easily go wrong. Mm-hmm. And and there's this like cultish feeling to it all. Yeah, of course. Look is, at, yes. is a look problem. At, look at Those acting teachers, there's yeah. culty things. Yeah. In, in, in but I think it that. helps. It helps in some it's ways. Interesting. And then it's abused. It and does like, you do like, also like, you remember like feeling like devastated. Like now it's like a funny story, but you're like, remember in the time, like there were like moments you were so embarrassed or so, because it was so, it's like a, you're, those classes are so you're so vulnerable and yeah, so like yeah. I'm doing this thing that's so uncomfortable and and then to feel like you do something wrong or get like we they would put uh, our acting teacher in grad school would put um, the notes for our like these like and we would have to do weird performance art kind of stuff sometimes and you'd put the they put the notes on the uh, on the like public wall. And they would be, and I remember my favorite one ever, and that it, it was devastating at the time. It makes me laugh so hard now. It, it said, we were doing some, I think it was a Noel Coward thing. And he said, Russell, he said, adding props to this disaster only reveals you as the low class poser that you are. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, oh wow. And it's like, I've always like, I remember seeing that being like, like, and I, I think of it so often and it makes me laugh. It is like, just, you, did you cry when you went home? Why so hard? 
I know. See, it's, but I love that. There's something in me that I'm like, yeah, break him down. The low class poser that you are. Um, I was like, okay, okay, okay. But was that meant to? I I can't get behind this. But was that meant? Was you that meant? known him for that long. He is a he low, is a class, low class, class. Oh, he's from Bainbridge, poser. New York. <laughs> But what was that? If it was, I still don't think he did it the right way, but if it was meant to kind of reveal, listen, I think you think this about yourself. You're a low class poser from Bainbridge, New York. Guess what? We all see it. It's not a big deal. Let's move on. Yeah. Maybe that's what it's meant to do, but I don't like it at all. No, I I don't like it. I I don't like that. He's changed actually a lot. It's interesting to speak to him now. He's like a totally different human. I think he, 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 he things have changed and and pushing people to the brink of things it was interesting to see him he felt like a different person in mm-hmm. a way of like a gentler like like and i i know i'm not in his class but just even talking to him in conversation it was like oh he's way different than than he what he used to. I, there that would never happen in in the time but i'm like that wasn't that long ago i mean i was there in like 2008 yeah. do you, you, you think like, he was a good teacher though did he did he um, help make you a better actor yes here's the thing i don't know about makes a better actor i i thought it was good for me at the time for someone who um was like didn't have a voice of like i i did i i felt very uh, insecure about because I was going into a grad program and everyone else had had BFAs and things like that. And I had no like training of acting thing. So I was, and I was like, I was approaching everything with like, I'm, I'm not worthy. I'm like, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. So I feel like there was a toughness thing there that uh, eventually I was able to feel a lot more confident in, 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 in things and in my ability. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was thankful just like with the amount of like stuff that we had to do there, I felt like it was like a, like I don't, I I would never go and do it now. Like, but like at the, that time in my life when I was twenty three and I was like, well, I see, don't know anything. It was helpful. Yeah. No one could yeah. say anything like that, and it affect me as it could yes. when I was eighteen. I'd yeah, be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm a low class poser. I wouldn't yeah. do it. It wouldn't do it anymore. Yeah, and I think that's the that's one of the sad things about. But it is it is fucked up because then you're like you're like there's a there's a weird thing where. Uh, uh, you're the, those are it's like a very vulnerable time in people's lives yeah and you're there's like a very fine it's line e- of like very easy to take advantage of people yes, in that of state. course yeah and and of course like a lot of times listen i didn't go to theater school i don't know I, I don't know i'm just like talking now but i do think that a lot of times like people in positions that are teaching sometimes they're people who have failed at what they're trying to teach you plenty, know or, or, or plenty plenty failed at yeah. what they're teaching or what th- there's some tragedy or sense of failure in their own lives so it'd be pretty easy to um have all these vulnerable students looking at you wide-eyed and uh abuse your power i think it just Mm -hmm. happens it happens so often especially for me now if i ever like got into acting teaching or i always have a fantasy with a master class part of me is like i want people who aren't cut out for this to to save themselves now Mm. i think it would be tough because i certainly know in acting class some people you're like this is never gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get out of here, because yeah. this, this, you'll, you'll throw your life away. Yeah. I know the people. Yeah, you know like, the people. You, 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 out right day one. Um, do you think though? Okay, how much? Do you think they're really throwing their life away though? Even if someone is a bit delusional, right? And they're like, I want to be an actor, and you can see it's never gonna happen for them. If they enjoy the process the entire way. And then die, and they die with hopes and dreams. Maybe tomorrow would have been the day that I booked that audition, yeah. or whatever. Is that a waste? Is that a failure? Also, 
Also, I agree. And also- um, You didn't let me answer. Yes. I don't even, uh, you uh, also said I agree to a, truly a question, uh, but- uh, I, I, I think it's an- uh, Well, you're saying, you're saying maybe it's- a, but, but, but also them being in this, in this thing, it might lead them to something else. And if they were kicked out on the thing, it might not. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, okay, like, but okay. Then here's what I say a- is like, I'd be like, okay, don't pursue like TV shows in New York. Go to a small town and right. be and do a death of a salesman yeah. for a town that loves be and respects you. The coolest guy that's yes. ever done death of a salesman. But yes. like, yeah. I just, I was watching Kirby Enthusiasm the other day and there was just like a, there was a young, probably like a 16 year old and maybe she'll grow up to be a great actor someday. Yeah. But I was watching and I was like, this person's not talented. And I know that like they're trying in the scene mm-hmm. and I bet like their friends, they saw them on Curb and were like, you're great. You did a great job. And I just like can see their whole future. Hey, she's on Curb. <laughs> yeah, she's doing better than me. Sure. She's doing better than me. But she's never going to make it. She's already on Curb Your Enthusiasm, she clearly, She's clearly someone's daughter. She's clearly someone's daughter. I, yeah. I, whether okay. the real person daughter. But I just like I saw I, I felt sadness because I saw her like trying. Right. And I'm like, you're bad. This is the thing. This is what's so terrifying about con school acting anything. It feels as though there's nothing more embarrassing than being witnessed trying. Mm-hmm. Yes. Either you're doing it or you're not. But like, it's embarrassing to see someone try yeah. and not quite make it for them and for us watching. And a clown, how do you know if you a clown? It's even the, the the question of are you a good clown? Are you a bad clown? Is it interpretation? Is it yeah. is even looser? But that, so someone could. Be clowning. I can tell you it is painfully obvious in that in that room. You could feel it. Well, very few people, at least in that in that scenario, are going to succeed. Because when we do the when we got to the clown part, um, like morning we're playing games, we're doing theater stuff, whatever, and then in the afternoon, everyone's a bit tired. It was a historic heat wave in France. It was like over I'm gonna say forty degrees, that's Celsius, but whatever that is in Fahrenheit, very, very, very hot. No AC. Um it's no after AC. the no AC. It's after the lunch break. Everyone is tired, sweaty, you yeah. know, t- and to, to to get up and try to make everybody laugh in that moment, it's like you, it either works or it doesn't. Most of the time it's not working. But when it works, you can't articulate why necessarily, but mm-hmm. you all kind of agree. Like, yeah. yeah, okay, this is funny. We're all, we're laughing. This is interesting to You'd us. You'd be a tremendous clown. I could see it. Someday. He's very funny. I, I don't feel like I'm, I, I don't think of myself funny in that way, but I don't know if I'm, I'm not, silly I'm not enough. opposed to it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm silly enough. Tova the other day was saying like, there's like, I, I, I'm not silly. I'm like mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. She didn't mean that as a, she said like, I could be silly when I get like stoned, I get like a little silly. That's me yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. But like as a comedian, yeah. I mean, I write out, I'm very, I'm very didactic. I, yeah. I, it's very clear. Me too. And uh, I'm like I a funny teacher. <laughs> yeah. 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 I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. When, but you're silly. You're well, a silly bully. oh, thank you. Um, when you said uh, the thing about the trying and making people uncomfortable, I think that's what it is. Why people are so weird about actors or comics or things in general in the world? Because they're like, if I don't see you on like a Netflix special or see you on Broadway or in a thing, I don't know what to do with you. Like, what are you doing? Like, they they you like it's almost like you have to have a thing. To claim to be that, like that they consider that, success, right? Yes. So otherwise, I, I, that's yeah. an interesting thing. That otherwise, we, they don't know if you're crazy. Well, this yeah. is back to the the idea of the delusion trying. and wasting uh, yeah. your life. Um, that was a genuine question. I'm wondering. I think if someone's content, then I think yeah. there's too many people exploiting. There's just too many you're abusers. Think, yes. Yes. In in all the realms, yes. anything pay to play. play yeah. 
garbage. Yeah, it's garbage. Garbage, but that's how I started my acting career was pay to play, meeting cast and directors. That's how I started. Yeah. I got my first TV credits and my commercial and so I was able to use the scam to my advantage, but I know the people that are fucking, you know, getting fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I don't know. I, I think it's a real I, I I none of these no teachers are paid enough, period. Mm-hmm. But like I do feel like some of these teachers, their job should be if someone's giving them money to to pursue a profession and they know deep in their heart that someone needs to readjust their yeah. expectations. Yeah. That is egregious. That is the responsibility. I think so too. And as yeah. all these colleges offer, more and more colleges are offering, not my school, but in America, there's now Emerson's offering a comedy major. There's musical theater majors, acting majors. There's all this stuff. And they just, the amount of money these colleges are charging are so egregious yeah. that I think there has to be some kind of oversight that does not exist currently. Yeah. I'm going to jump in with a hot opinion I wasn't sure I had until right this second. But comedy major? This should not be happening. But why? See, I think I, I think if I put a curriculum together, mm-hmm. I mean, four years is a lot. But I, two years, I feel like I could, I could, there's so many things we could cover. But I would also cover uh, TikTok. I'd cover social media. I'd mm-hmm. cover uh, a mailing Damn. list. I'd cover I'd like to making learn a set. Taxes. But in that case, in that case it's, bus- it's a business major, which is fine. Because business is unfortunately a huge part of comedy. And even like you said, like moving these tickets in Syracuse, that's on you to figure out. That's not even comedy anymore. That's marketing. Mm. It's some kind of strategy. But you can teach comedy. I think you can. I think, listen, comedy, stand-up is newer than acting. Acting's been around for forever. And there was a long time where no one taught acting. Stella Adler would always say, you're in an acting company. And first you learn how to hold a spear. And that's your first acting lesson. But like stand-up comedy is newer. Eventually, people will, just like with acting, come up with systems and formulas, and they will not be perfect, but they'll help you learn. Oh, I just, I think I, I still want comedy be, to be like the last bastion where anybody can just get up and go for it and make it work. I feel like making it work, like being successful in stand-up or figuring out how to be on stage and make people laugh, um, part of that process is everything you have to figure out on your own before you get there. I agree. But yeah. I think that's what acting used to be too, and maybe it is bastardized right now. And maybe these BFA programs will eventually fail because enough people will have gone to them and then go into real estate yeah. in four years. Because then that the ri- people start doubting them, and maybe that's good. The risk would be then, like, then you're like, oh, the these three schools had the best stand-up comedy. It's just like, we don't thing. need more barriers yeah, and yeah. bullshit. I don't know. I don't. Why? Why is this bothering me so no, much? No, no, no. It's um, I, I. I see. I see what. I it's see a what barrier, you're but too. it's also but you're an saying, entry like, how point. Can we like, help if, people, if you but, don't know, there was a time people always say like older comedians they're like i didn't know that was something you could do and now people kind of know that oh there are ways to get into this i think i just don't want to hear any more from rich kids i don't want to hear i don't want to hear from anybody who has the time you have to put down your mic yeah who has the time and money to go to a comedy college it's not their fault their parents have money <laughs> no but i mean it, it is one of those things where people have been figuring it out. People have been figuring it out for for a long time and finding their voices and finding out what works for them and how they sure. could do it and get well, into it. Look at it. me! I found comedy. I went. I, this was not the plan. I was a musical theater kid, so I found it later. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but people go to college for all sorts of things. Get rid of college, then. No, yes. for I hate sure. Get yeah. The problem is yeah, it costs too much money. Why, why, why are we even talking about any money. of this? Get rid of college. Get rid of college. Yeah, yeah. That's it's insane position. that college I'm there, exists. Too. I'm there, too. So uh, uh, real quick before we get to the final but thing. But I like, wait, hang on. We had like some actual tension here, which was fun and exciting. Oh, yes, the, about the rich the rich thing? Yeah, or and or just the well, thing. Because you push back really hard. I'm like, I'm going to have a hot take. No comedy for anybody. And you're like, no, because there needs to be a structure. There's a way of learning. Because I do think like it doesn't 
schools aren't inherently bad. Like, like people, okay, people always shit on comedy, the stand-up comedy classes. And I think they do so because A, a lot of them are taught by people who uh, did not succeed in comedy. Exactly. B, people go, and I think they do this too easily. They go like, well, you, you can't, you can't teach comedy. You can't help anybody. And it becomes this thing of like, oh, there's, there's no way to help anyone in an artistic sphere. And I don't think that's true. Yeah. I think it can be very individualized. And like, if someone came to me and wanted uh, help on their act, uh, I think I could like talk them through certain things. I think at a certain point, there's a letting go and there's a like, here's just thoughts, mm -hmm. consider this, here's a punchline. It might not be right for what you're going for, but I think there's a lot you can contribute to someone and help them. Uh, it's one of these things where like, I, I don't want to do it because yeah. I want to work on my own shit. I agree with you there. And I'm all about learning. Like mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. As you were saying that, I was like, take a look at my act, punch it up. You know, like that would be I'd love to have a drum while people were doing stand up and go, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, the problem is it's, that's what the silence feels like. I mean, there yeah, is yeah. the built in drum when it yes. comes to stand up. Um, oh fuck. I kind of lost that. I was like, maybe my issue, my issue is I think there is a certain amount of, um, I'm going to say grit and determination. There's a certain amount that you need to make it in stand-up comedy, I think, or kind of deal with how harsh the rejection can be and everything, that if you need someone to hold your hand at the beginning and go, let me show you what a microphone looks like, and this is how you do this, and don't forget to put the stand to the side, and your first show is going to be with all your friends and family. That's fine, but I just think you... You think first time should be at the Apollo? I think... There is a toughness required, and you're maybe not helping someone by um, gently holding. I don't their disagree hand. with that. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think there's a certain degree of. It's hard to tell with comedy where, like, I feel like it's obviously, with, especially with stand up, there was uh, men kind of setting the tone of like what everything was, and so it was harsh and mean. I always love your yeah. bit about killing and murdering. Oh, right. Because I use yeah. that language a lot. Yeah. And it was the first time I was like, oh yeah, that is pretty violent. Yeah. Um, that that's how I describe me doing well. I yeah. murdered. I'm like, we connected. <laughs> but I do think there's also this thing where like as stand up has become more like welcoming and kinder and maybe like kind of supportive mics and whatnot, where like there is also a degree where I feel like delusion is fostered. Delusion right, right. is supported. Yeah. But I don't know what the balance is between like being welcoming and especially like uh, uh, being open in a way where people from all sorts of backgrounds and, and everything can come into stand up and try it and a mix with not fostering delusion. I, yeah. I remember I was writing with a comic named um, JP and he was talking about performing a catch a rising star. And uh, in, in the urban comedy scene, in the black comedy scene, like there talk about like, you got to fucking Deliver. be strong in yourself. Yeah. And he was talking about going to catch a rising star and he bombed and he went backstage and Tracy Morgan said that he, he went up to Tracy. Tracy was like, don't get that bomb on me. And he said, <laughs> Oh my God. And he had bombed. He had bombed. But and at he least said, he was straightforward. That's how yeah. a lot of us feel. But yes. we're not going to say it out loud. Yes. And he said he went to an alley. He went to the alleyway and cried and cried and oh. cried. And there's a part of me that I'm like, yeah, that's great. I remember once I was at a Brooklyn show, uh, uh, Whitney Chanel Clark, great comic. Someone went up, kind of bombed, and I was still very new in comedy. And this this uh, kind of comic bombed, and uh, the DJ played like a blah, 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 blah. And then Whitney came up, and she was hosting, and she was like, guys, I'm so sorry for that. I'm so sorry about that. And I was like, god damn. Yeah. But there's another part of me, I'm like, fucking good. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, that yeah. person is yeah. going to decide, are they going to go home and work on this shit or not? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And I don't know. You know, even as I was saying, though, as I was like, I don't think it helps to like gently hold your hands and say, this is how the mic works. I couldn't help but um, think of Joe Firestone's lovely special. What's it called? Oh, uh, the, yeah. On um, Peacock. Yes. I don't know, remember the it's name. It's not of too yeah. late. Yeah. Something, something like that. Something, something like about that. time in which she teaches uh, seniors how to do comedy. And yeah. that was freaking beautiful. And yeah. it was very gentle and sweet. And this is what a mic looks like. And this is how you approach the mic stand. And I loved that. Well, I, w- I would argue this that I do think I wish there was kind of a kind of a separation of hobby and professional. That's where I was going to go next. Where I sometimes think like, as like a working comic, there's sometimes people that I'm like, if this is your hobby, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I wish you wouldn't be going up at the stand. Yeah, like don't because take I'd our time. Like, don't take away. our time. Don't take yeah. our our money. Yeah. I mean, like these spots again. These aren't where I'm making my living per se. But it's like. Can there be some kind of separation? Because then I won't be mad. Then I won't be like, fuck, why are you on this show? I know. Why are you doing this? You can only hope they, and I mean, eventually they do drop away. But that's that frustrates me as well. There needs to be a difference between like, this is you think this is a cute hobby. Meanwhile, this is our fucking life. Yeah. Because yeah. like Joe Firestone is, I like that was fun. But then I think of those seniors like, oh, now I'm going to. I'm going to go take this spot. Then it'd be like, okay, it's not cute anymore. (laughs) You're you're not that good. We were giving you a lot of benefit of doubt here. They're going to bed by 730. Don't worry about them. They're not taking your spots. Um, Well, uh, uh, but but Jess, I wanted, before we go to the final segment, now that you've been in, you've been in Canada, you were in Canada for a long time Mm -hmm. and now back in America. Back in America. Are you, are you happy? Do you miss Canada? I do miss Canada. um, And I am happy. Do you feel Canadian and you're, do you feel like I'm a Canadian? I, I do. I do in the way that that's where I started comedy and that's where I did comedy for, I don't know, more than 10 years. So it yeah. feels like a part of me. Also, every time I travel, people just assume I'm Canadian, I guess, because I'm polite and a little bit quiet or something. Mm-hmm. Whatever the stereotypes are of Canadians and American people just assume I'm Canadian. Um, no, as I'm discovering, there is no country to which you can run to escape what feels like uh, rising global fascism. Mm-hmm. You know, Canada has its own issues we're all very well aware of. You've always been a big fan of Justin Trudeau's Halloween costume. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that guy's funny. (laughs) Um, But there is a sense in Canada where things feel slightly more sane. Uh And there is like a greater social safety net, which Mm -hmm. I appreciate. Why did you come back? Um, Come to the United States. Yeah. My manager forever has been like, you really need to live in the U.S. And I'm just giving it a try. You know what I yeah. mean? We're all, you know, we're on a train to somewhere. Uh, we have however much longer we have in this world. Yeah. Sure. Um, why not just give it a, give it a try? Yeah. yeah. And plus, I mean. Plus I mean, my girlfriend's here. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize this. Just keeps happening yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, is it is it going? You feel good here? Is it stand up? You feeling? I mean, there's a lot of great stand ups here. Yeah, I really have. To be honest, I've yet to plug into the scene because I've been kind of back and forth and on the road a bit. Um, yeah. But what I've seen, I love, and I'm shockingly uh, happy. I'm like I've, I've adjusted to the city life pace. Um, I feel small town in my heart. I feel Indicott, New York, in my heart, mm-hmm. and yet. I'm loving. I'm loving the bustle. I'm loving the hustle. Good, good, I'm loving good. the people. Well, let's go to our. Uh, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. <laughs> uh, good, good. That's a good music cue. Douglas Goodhart. Um, uh, uh, do you have a "This has got to stop"? Okay, I thought about this today, um, and it's obvious that I thought about this in the shower. The relentless demands of the body have mm. got to stop. Mm, yeah, it's too much. The constant eating. Sure. Which of course lends itself to dishes. 
you know, just everything involved with what it is to fi- scrounge food for yourself every day. It won't stop. Um, the 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 need to sleep. Sleep, sleep for me. When I I've just been thinking about it more, it's just like this is the hardest part of my life that I'm not a good sleeper. Being with someone who is a good yeah. sleeper, I I it's also, it's like oh. What if what if you could just power down like you know sleep mode on the computer? You so you've closed your eyes, you're resting, yeah. and you wake up refreshed. What that was there was a James Bond yeah. villain where like his invention. This was one of the older James Bond. He had like a mask that let him only sleep two hours a night. Oh my god! And with that, he was able to take over the world. Yes. like yeah. that's all that. Like you if needed. it was a button, and you could just. You know, yeah. I have fantasies. I'm always like, oh, if I never had to sleep again, first I'd catch up on all my TV shows. Mm-hmm. Then I then I'd read, which I know that's not true, but I'm always like, I'd read books then. I know we all have that. Then dream. I'd read books yeah. if I had eight more hours in the day. <laughs> yeah. I'd start reading. Eventually, yeah. there'd be time for books. Yeah, the rent, the relentless demands of the body, everything about it. Toni- the toenails, big one. Body, body hair. hair I was going to yeah. say too. Just body keeps hair. growing. Just, Just keeps, keeps, growing. keeps growing. And as you age, fellas, it just prop- pops up everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just keeps growing. Yeah, do you have shoulder hair and stuff? Um, I have a little bit. I have chest hair, and then I have a little like up here. Sometimes I shave. Sometimes Talk to I me don't. about being a man with chest hair. Is there what's the fashion in chest hair? Does it change? Or is it just like I'm a man? I have body hair. Deal with uh, it. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't have enough. You have a lot more chest hair than me. I have a lot. It's still not like it's not like Steve Carell thick. I'm just okay. hairy kind of all over. I used to be self conscious, partly because my mom, <laughs> horrible, would say like. If I were tanked up, she's like, no one wants to see all that hair. And I'd be oh. like, this is you, you Jewish bitch. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't but seem then, fair. But then there's lots of women who like love hairy guys. Okay. Like, yeah. so, so that made me feel, I used to be very self-conscious. I have hair all along like my butt and all yeah. that stuff. When I was like, uh, when I was in like high school, I remember seeing Green Day in concert and Billy, Billy Bob, what's his name? Billy Bob. He, he would, Thornton. What's his name? Uh, Billy, Billy. Joe? Billy, Billy, Joe, yeah, Billy Joe Armstrong Billy Joe would moon the Armstrong. audience and yeah. he had a smooth butt and I remember like oh I want that butt for <laughs> That's me That's so cute I love There's it There's always that thing yeah, like yeah, where yeah. I'm like am I attracted to this butt or do I want it on me Yeah But I was always self-conscious about that but then you yeah. meet women who who for me that's what it took for me to be like okay then fine right if yeah. if whoever i'm with is into this what about yeah. your chest hair situation and how do you feel about it uh, i feel fine I, I don't it doesn't feel like a burden it feels like a good amount okay and it doesn't feel i have noticed some grays coming in here and there and the chest hair uh just a couple but but it, it it's pretty like it's been pretty much the same forever something about the, the gray pube is one of those where i'm like Death, oh, yeah. death is coming. I literally found one like last week. Yoink. Yeah. And the thing about the gray, they have to come in thicker and weirder. Yeah. Like they're not get, normal. They're not just like, no, I'm gray. They're like, I'm gray. Yeah. <laughs> get out yeah. of here. I think I will die when my hair, if it starts getting more grays, I will, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. You could die. I think we'll look, oh. see, here's the thing. Ugh. I think it will look great on you though, because you you have dark, you know, dark I was gonna say dark features. That's not a thing people say, but like dark hair, yeah, like yeah, yeah. your complexion, yeah. gray, salt and pepper king. Maybe good. Yeah. yeah. I just hate you know. This just. I'm 33 now. This this last year year and a half was the first time I was like, oh yeah, I'm getting older, mm-hmm. and I can't stop it, mm-hmm. and I'm living through it. I don't know. It's just like there's some new there was some new level of whether it be body pain or everything, and I'm like, yeah. This is what happens. This is what happens, and I'm in it now. Did you feel, I feel like when I first turned 30, it was almost like this first turn 30, because I'm going to continue to turn 30, yeah. and no one can yeah. stop me. Um, there was this sense of like, oh, the things people have been saying are correct. Like, yeah. somehow I was just like delusional in my 20s, like, whatever, I'm never going to die, you yeah. guys are wrong, you don't know. And then 
I can't, I can't even think of specific things, but somehow when I turned 30, I was like, oh, yeah. I feel like I just understood a certain amount of like societal wisdom. I think, I think both things. And I also think with that, I also thought like, oh, how boring. Like that, that you're like, it's true. And now yeah. I'm talking about it and I'm talking to younger people about it. And they're like, what the fuck? And I'm like this boring, boring cycle mm-hmm. to death. Well, like, you do wh- start to care and you want to like trade tips on yeah. like, you know, again, taxes or whatever bullshit yeah. that we're forced to deal with as adults. Uh, this has got to stop. This got to aging. Living, <laughs> sure. The relentless demands of the body. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's, let's end with something. One nice thing. A blessing. Your blessing. You better count your blessing. Russell, do you have a blessing? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like it, this is all very long. <laughs> you um, all reach out to Douglas, see if you uh, can make no, a shorter no, no, one. It's no, very no, preachery no. at the end of yes. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, okay, so I had, I got, uh, we got new neighbors like, mm, like maybe a month and a half ago, and what I, it, this is a small thing, but I really appreciate it. I feel like, um, anytime I run into them they are they're so nice they're lovely they're they're but it's quick convos but what i think is sometimes when i'm leave when i'm coming back into the door i hear that they're leaving i think they're very respectful of like we don't have to run into each other all the time do you know what i mean like in my hallway it's just me and yeah. one other there's only two apartments on the top floor and so i i feel like we we have a good system going of of we're respectful of like one of them is in the hall with their dog or something I'll I'll wait a little bit and then do it. So we don't we don't have to run into each other unnecessarily. And 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 I I don't think we're we like each other. It's just a thing of like let's just keep it you know moving yeah. in a nice way. Yeah, you don't need to sense. say you don't need to say hi seven times a day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's and it's like I'm not opposed to running into them, but I just feel like it's a respect thing of like they're like oh he's he's in. We can leave. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Like that. If you hear it, a well-defined relationship hall, yeah. is a wonderful thing. I, and maybe I'm putting that my own thing into because I'm doing that for them. But I feel like I've heard it happen a few times where my door is closed and their doors opened right after. And I was like, ah, they were. They heard me and they were being respectful. You know, mm. I, that's I like a that. Great one. Yeah, that's a great blessing. So I like them. Um, I want to say uh, I hope this doesn't come off as self-aggrandizing. Oh, so th- this uh, th- but this episode's coming out December twenty third. We're recording oh. this now. Well, yeah. happy holidays, everybody. happy holidays. So this sweater. Oh, uh, yes, it's currently September tenth, two thousand one. Uh, that's that joke. I, <laughs> I have to think of more dates. I don't know any more historical yeah. dates. You could. I want to do December before Kennedy, nineteen forty one, which like before Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. Wow, good for you. Yeah. Well, um, I'll learn some more history. Uh, or or that that Mexico what was that army called the Zapatista army the so Zapatista. all I know is it's 1994 so we got to find a date in there <laughs> I think it was December anyway um uh, so I I did a headlining weekend at Caroline's I'm in the middle of it and like I uh whenever the checks one of the hard things about headlining is uh, you you really eat the check spot and it's can be brutal mm-hmm. you're like I, I feel like sometimes I never get them back to where I got them right before the yeah. check spot it's just so brutal but. I always try to make a really uh, uh, um, big effort to just say tip your staff, but then I go a little bit further. I'm like, go for 25%. Do 25 tonight. Do 30. And sometimes the audience shuts down. They were were applauding for the waiter. I was like, give them 30%, and it stopped. (laughs) But uh, it's an easy thing to do. Sometimes you're just doing it just to to, reset the room a little bit. But... I uh, I always feel like I feel really good because sometimes after the show the uh, server will come and be like thanks for the extra shout out tonight we got good tips 
we got it better tips than normal. Oh, that's Good. fun. And like, it's a really nice, it's such, it's no sweat off my back, uh, but it feels, it just feels really nice to feel like, oh, cool. We're all doing this together. And, uh, you know, it's always nice to feel that connection with, with the servers because they're helping you with the show and it just feels good. Yeah, that's It awesome. just yeah. feels good. You know, it's headlining is still newish and it's kind of like, oh, I can set the tone for the staff's evening tonight by my behavior. And if I'm cool yeah, you and chill and some nice. comics come in, it's like Absolutely. the worst you behavior. Absolutely, you hear the stories. Like you, you were just stories. like people ad ad adapting to the energy and being yeah. like, yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah. You know, like just kind of like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Crazy. See, I, I, I used it when I was crazy. Yeah. But you were talking about a, a male comic in your head. Yeah. I oh, think yeah, in that. Yeah, so that's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, that's one of my favorite things to do, too, because it's like people just need a little push sometimes or be mm -hmm. reminded that it's possible. I love, if I'm doing like a charity gig, or if it's at all possible, I love to just shake people down like i've definitely been on stage before being like hey we're getting money for this place tonight and i'll be like sir that's a nice looking watch you got another ten dollars to kick in and like i've literally like rustled up money in the room because Ooh, i, I think it. it's hilarious yeah um and people have it of course yeah it's very psych i mean all that stuff is so psychological like yeah. in that moment you could get them to give a lot more yeah that's fun i'm gonna, I'm gonna do <laughs> try to try to literally get cash out of their, out of yeah. their hands <laughs> then give it to the servers i once thought um, i was gonna be like we at the end we calculate whoever left the lowest tip i'm gonna bring you on stage and roast you oh that's, a, that's it a just funny. as a threat and yeah. then see if it helped I bet it would actually. I, I bet, bet it would too. Oh, I bet you could hundreds dollar difference if it was like a big show. Yeah. Not these shows I'm doing. Uh, so what? No. Do you have a blessing? Well, yes, a blessing. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I yes. was like, remind me what the name of the segment is. Um, just in general, I've been trying to pay attention and it's really worth doing every day to how many things are going right at every moment. Because really we're kind of living in a series of things perfectly working out. And it's just really, uh, it's more... Uh, it's easier and more obvious to kind of, ah, this thing didn't work today or that's mm. translate or yeah. my phone fell, whatever it is. But so many things are constantly going right that it's actually kind of mind boggling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think about this sometimes like whenever I go down to the subway and I get the train, like yeah. right when it oh. leaves, I'm How like, oh, remember that? this. Yeah. Because that one time that you don't get the train, just know that you made a couple yeah. too. Yeah. Remember the good ones. Yeah. What? What station is it? Because I'm still so new to New York, but I feel like the A and C trains go there. Maybe it's Union. Union um, Square, 14th. Which one has the little, yes, I think it is. Which one has the little, um, I don't know if they're brass or whatever, the little sculpture people? I believe, I believe yes, that's I 14th. Yes, I believe that's 14th, 14th I'm and still 8th. so new to New York and so wide-eyed that one time I popped out at that subway and I was like, oh, look at these little guys. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, again, okay, public art, what a blessing. Yeah, uh, public art is is such a wonderful thing, and it's such a hard thing because the, everything else is so bad. It's hard to imagine justifying spending any money on anything that isn't to fix the trains. Yeah, but it's beautiful. I love the art. It's now musical. all the money's going to those fucking screens, and you know the big screens in the subway. That oh oh yeah. And yeah. I got. Wait, what you, are the big screens in the subway? There's screens that like tell you when the next subway. Yes. Like there's the big or yeah. there are ads. And I can't, I feel a thrill every time I see that someone smashed one of those fucking screens up. Oh, John Marco. I fucking, I want to do it too. I hate the subways. Are really? you still okay with the subways? I'm okay with the subways, but also this is my first experience. I don't know what to expect. I don't have an imagination for how they could be better. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I, 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 I think, yes, the, there's a corrupt thing leading it. 
And but I think the design of it, like sometimes when, like you're saying, when things work out, you're like, what an amazing thing I got so far. Yeah, a million people a day are taking it. So like the design is there, but yes, it is a corrupt entity. You know, in Japan, once a train was 15 minutes late, and they went to the news to apologize. That if the train's late, every passenger okay. gets a slip so they can show it to their boss to yeah. prove that the train fucked up. Can you imagine if they give us a slip every time the train fucked up? I mean, that is... A billion it, slips. It's but a thrilling part of living We all in New take York. advantage of it, though. Yeah. You we're, know, yeah, we've talked all, about this. Have we you all, use that as a lie yet? You, you, use, you the start trains. using it as a lie. The trains. And the you're trains. Like, I haven't had to yet, but I can always do the, like, I'm new to New York, and I didn't really oh, calculate yeah. the... Oh, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love because you, you were on time today, which mm-hmm. is good work, but you do the thing where you tell me, like, I'm leaving at this time. And I'm like, Russell, I don't care when you leave. I I'm care just telling you. I'm just telling you. You're telling me to mean, like... Hey, look, well, I'm, I'm telling putting you, it in I'm the work. You like yeah. this. I'm telling you, I'm leaving a huge window. And if anything goes wrong, I don't care. I I, <laughs> I, I left, I put in a thing. Because I if, I, if it all goes right, I'm going to be here 30, 40 minutes early. But if it goes wrong, that's my, I have a, you have a limit when you're in New York of like how much time I, for what a thing is worth sure. to like do. You I know? think, I mean, I think I showed up five minutes late. Did that, but to me, that feels on time because that's just how that's my sense of time works. Yeah. I think what the, we had the other situation was oh, our guest came I like screwed up. 15 minutes early and Russell was 15 minutes late. So like we get... I thought I got the time wrong. And it's that awkward thing where we're chilling and I'm yeah. like, I don't want to talk too much because we're going to talk about stuff we want to talk about on the podcast. We had a great conversation with him. Buddy the Rat. Buddy the Rat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a great episode. That was the last episode. Um, uh, well, uh, uh, oh, anything you want to plug? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, Although, if this is coming out December 23rd, I don't know. But I do have I do have a monthly online show called Deanne Smith and Acquaintances. I'm keeping the online shows alive. It's very fun. I've been doing um, the, the corporate Zooms, and the the Zooms have been coming back for me. This oh, wow. Recently, that's so, so cool. Yeah. I've been doing them, so that's great. It's I mean, every- I'm enjoying it. It's, it's once a month on Fridays. Um, so just like, I don't know, Google around or find me, and I'll tell you where. Um, and I have a monthly show in New York. Um I don't know what the dates for 2022 yet are, but it's at Union Hall, and that one's called D-Anarchy. Um, Very fun. Um, you don't have anything to plug? Uh, no specific dates. Follow me on Instagram, Russell J. Daniels. Uh, Uncle Function shows will be starting up again in January. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Um, I'm going to be at the Philly Punchline December 30th through January 1st. And then just find me online. We got some, we got some oh. dates coming up. Yeah. We got the Syracuse Funny Bone. Gonna be that? In there. Is that in January? No, Syracuse, it's like in April. We did in the future so I can oh, get wow. these tickets. Oh, you Listen, got plenty of time. I forgot about real stand-up. Guys, I'm also going to be in Detroit. I'm going to be in Fort Wayne. I'm going to be in We're Indianapolis. Um, Comedy Castle? Castle. Comedy Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Comedy Castle's great. You ever never, been there? No, never. Good time. Yeah, so that'll be fun. That's where I got that. I'm still working on this joke. I was in I was in Royal Oak, and I asked the host, I was like, is there some place uh, to get a good salad around here? And he, he said, yeah, it's a pretty liberal area. And it, and it made sense. It made sense. And it's just like I'm trying yeah. to build this like like how did the how did these things come together? Because right. you don't hear conservatives be like it's God, guns, and kale. It's just so I'm yeah, trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was interesting. It's a pretty liberal oh, area. That's very funny. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's it's a good area. Comedy Castle is fantastic. You're gonna have a great I can't time. wait. Yeah. Um. So, uh, uh, so, what's your social medias again? It's Dean underscore Smith. Most places are just Dean Smith. Listen, I'm the most successful Dean Smith there is. So give it a Google. <laughs> uh, we'll tag it in this and Russell me. Um, and uh, remember, just like the subways in New York, they're moving one direction, and that is downhill. This is the downside. <laughs> One, two, three. Downside.